0: Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. What guys doing this morning? All right. Oh, man, it's great to see you. And the reason why we do that, because, uh, you know, a church alive is a church that's loud, I guess. It doesn't rhyme, but uh, it's there. So, man, we're excited. We had an awesome Easter experience last week. Uh, saw over uh, 474 people come out, and we experienced, for us, the big win, experienced people going to the other side, going from death into life. And so we had an amazing time, as well as the park at the Easter egg hunt, with uh, just all that was going on. So we had an incredible time. And like my beautiful wife said, we got grill and chill uh, right after this experience. You, you can come on out, eat some hot dogs on us, there's tacos for purchase, all that. Good, amazing time out there in the park. We would just love connect with you. Uh, just one more time, if you're a first-time guest, I am so grateful you're here today. And I just want to clap for you real quick, Your you're a first time. And we really hope this could be a place you could go home, a place you can find comfort, a place that you can say, this is my family, this is my people, this is where I hang out on Sunday here at Avenue Church. And so even we have Growth Track. May 7th is our Growth Track, and it is our design to help you find your purpose and help you to make a difference. And so that's going to be May 7th. But we just had uh, I believe 10, 10 graduated in our last growth track and I think that's awesome. So the 10 graduates, I want you to see me right after this experience before we head out there. We have your certificates, we're going to take a photo, but we're going to celebrate you because they're already plugged in to the A team. They're already using their gifts and so we don't fill a position, we fill a gift, all right? Well, and so I just want you to build people, not use this, not use people to build a church as well. And so I just want to encourage you to do that. Now, we've been in a series called Jesus Stories. Jesus Stories. How many of you know Jesus? He's a good guy. And so, Jesus Stories is what we're in. And we've been jumping around the Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so, I want to give a Gospel challenge to you this week. Uh, we were just really praying and said, "Let's do a gospel challenge this week." It's not mandatory; it's a challenge. I double dog dare you. All right, uh, I bet you you can't do it. So it's going to be the gospel challenge for this week. We want you to read through the book of Mark in one week. And so starting tomorrow, join me and my wife and our A team, but go through the book of Mark. All right? There's like 165 chapters in the book. I'm just kidding. There's not that many chapters in the book of Mark. But I want you to read 16 chapters. It's great. It's all about just the life of Jesus in the book of Mark, and in one week. But also, we want to do things together. All right. We don't want to do things alone or isolated. So I, you can hashtag. You can even do the Christian like I'm reading my Bible, right? And but hashtag Avenue LV just to you know nuggets, things you love in that gospel, and you can search that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat my Facebook, whatever, all right? And so we're excited to do that. Raise your hand if you're gonna do it, all right? I accept the challenge. Bring it on, bring it on, all right? All right, Lindsay, put your hand up, all right? No, I'm kidding, baby. <laughs> so we've been spending some time in a series called Jesus Stories, and we've been looking at the stories that either Jesus told or the stories about Jesus and finding ways we could see ourselves in that story. What is our takeaway in this story? And so we're gonna jump into Mark chapter eight all right, we're already doing one chapter for you, but here's Mark chapter 8, and we're going to go verse 22 through 25. Man, I am pumped to see everyone here today? It's exciting what God is doing at Avenue Church. So Mark uh, chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. And they came, and this is Jesus, his disciples, his, his, his small group, and they came to Bethsaida. I would say that right, but I always say B-town. All right, they came to B-town, and some people brought to him to Jesus a blind man a blind man and begged him to touch him I love this they they brought a blind man they said they begged him to touch him so they begged Jesus to touch the blind man so he took the blind man by the hand and he led him out of the village when he had spit in his eyes <laughs> Let's, let's back up here, all right? So this is Jesus, right? So he takes him by the hand, leads him out of town, and goes, that's not cool. I don't like that, all right? I'd be like, you're messed up. I didn't even see that coming. So he spit. That's all right. I tried. That was like a dad joke, huh? So he spit in his eyes, and he lay hands on him, and he asks, do you see anything? Kind of like when the pastor asks you a question, right? Do you see, yeah, I see every, yeah, it's, it's good. We got this, man. We I see it all. And he says, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. So Jesus laid his hands on him again, like it didn't work. Oh, shoot. You know, like I didn't complete the trick, all right? So he lays his hands on him again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. He saw everything. Everything, clearly, look at your neighbor and say, clearly, clearly, All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. Father, I thank you for the honor to speak your gospel. The Father, I, I pray today that we begin to see how this applies to our daily life. How does this apply to our Monday through Saturday? The Father, I thank you that you are a God of miracles. I thank you, you are a God of grace and of mercy. So God I pray today, give us sight so we can see. Clearly, in Jesus' name, everybody shout it. See, that is so much better. You guys are, doesn't that feel good to kind of let it out? So, uh, my wife and I, we've been married for, we're going to be 10 years this fall. And, uh, you know, last week I told the story of her, of of she was hosing me down. And so you can uh, listen to that in the podcast as well. So you can hear the context of that, her face, I know. Mm -hmm. She's a big competitive person. But when we go to, uh, when we go to bed... At night, I'm hard of hearing. So when I go to sleep, I take out my hearing aid, and I only have one hearing aid because I'm deaf in this side. Still, my five-year-old will whisper things in my ear, and I just kind of go, uh-huh, yeah, I hear you. Yep, you know, some, Come on, son, it's on this side. So when I go to bed, I take my hearing aid out, and I clean it and leave it next to my nightstand. And when I take out my hearing aid, I am like, I'm deaf, all right? I'm very deaf, okay? Just, I can't hear anything, so I sleep really well, all right? Uh, that didn't go well when we had a baby, right? It was uh, He cried all night. He did? Oh, that's awesome, babe. You handled that, huh? And, <laughs> and, but my wife, on the other hand, she has contacts. And so when she takes her contacts out, she wears these glasses. And when she goes to bed, she takes her glasses off. Same, same story. She's blind, all right? She is blind, all right? She can't see anything. She's, she's very, very... <laughs> My wife is blind, all right, she's very blind, B-L-I-N-D, she is blind, and so when we go to bed, uh, things don't go well for us, so if you ever want to break into a house, it could be our house, all right, because she can't see, to get the shotgun, can't hear, all right, so I think we're a team, if you ever broke into our house, I think we would link arms to get the shotgun, and I'd be like, over there, babe, and she'd be like, what, yeah, it'd be, it'd be bad, it'd be terrible. So she'd be like, you can't hear me. No, so I would aim and she'd just pull the trigger. Pull! Pull! And I tell you that because we complete each other. We make a good, you complete me, babe, right? But we're in the middle of a series seeing ourselves in these stories. And Jesus took a blind man, he let him out, and he healed him. I, I begin to really begin to study on these stories. And, and the Bible says Jesus spoke in parables. If you begin to understand, parables are simply stories that Jesus told. So here's the disciples in Matthew chapter 13. They begin to ask him, why do you use stories? Why do you use these parables? Now, I love, every time Jesus told a story, the disciples were like, I, I don't know what that meant, but it was good, cool. But here's the parable that Jesus said. The disciples came to Jesus. And they asked, why do you speak to people in parables? Why do you speak to people using stories? He replied, because the knowledge of the secret of heaven. I love this. Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. So you have this knowledge that's been given to you, but not to them. So I'm going to use stories. Jump, Jump down to verse 13. And this is why I speak to them in parables. This is why I speak to them in stories. Though seeing, they do not see. Though seeing, this is verse 13. Though seeing, they do not see. Through hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. And so Jesus said, I'm going to use stories so that they can see that they're blind right now, and so I'm going to use this parable, I'm going to use this story, I'm going to tell them this story, and then I hope they get that revelation at the end of the story and say, oh, that's what that meant. And so there's three steps to clarity. Number one is (laughs) blind, right? Number one is is, is when you're blind. See, last week we talked about hello from the other side. That last week was, it's not a wrong side. Jesus went to the wrong side to make it his side. But it's not the wrong and right side. It's, there's the death side, a, a dark side. And when you experience Jesus, you go from the dark side into the side of life, a side of light where Jesus begins to light your path. And so if you're, in the, if, if you're on this side, it's going to be a dark side. It's going to be a side that you don't have purpose, that the gospel brings us to this, an illustration of life. But Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. But he used stories and illustrations to speak to those with a deeper meaning. He never did something without a purpose. He always did it for a reason. That when this blind man came, he sort of said, boom, you're healed. Let's move on. Let's go, baby. I got the touch. But Jesus wanted to teach us something in this story. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Satan who's the god of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe they're unable to see the glorious light of the good news they don't understand this message of the glory of Christ which is the exact likeness of God i want you to understand we're a life-giving church so when i said satan the god of this world when i say that that means when we're in the dark when we're living in death when we have no purpose we're blind The things of God. We're blind to the joy that He can give us. We're blind to the sense of purpose that He has in our life. That we're blind to the love. How much does God love me? We're blind to those things. That you haven't encountered your purpose. The Bible says, without vision, people perish. And I believe vision will begin to bring purpose in your life. What is my purpose? Why am I here? What is my existence? Why is the reason that God is using me? Lord, will you use me? That's why on May 7th, we have Growth Track, where we could dive in a little bit deeper on knowing God, finding freedom, how to discover your purpose, and how to make a difference. I want you to call up my friend. Come here, Dan, real quick. Come here, Dan. We give up for Daniel. This is Daniel. Come into the rotisserie lights, all right? And uh, this is my friend Dan, he's, he's single, and, uh, <laughs> and um, he likes long walks, to be, okay, I'll I'm I'm move on, I'm sorry. And so this is my friend Dan, I want to use, so they brought, really quick, probably the entire 45 minutes I'm up here, an hour or something like that, but I want to use Daniel. So they brought to Jesus a blind man. I hope we see this at Easter, I hope we see this every single Sunday, but they brought to Jesus a blind man. So here's a blind man. The picture he can't see, all right? Can you kind of do that? you know, like I can't see, right? I'm messing with you, all right? And so they brought to Jesus a blind man. And this is what the Bible says, is when they brought him, they said, here, Jesus, here's, here's my blind friend. Will you heal him? Will you heal my friend? And the Bible says Jesus walked up and Jesus took the blind man by the hand. Jesus grabbed him. The blind man didn't grab Jesus. I want you to catch this. But Jesus grabs him by the blind, by, uh, grabs the blind man by the hand, and Jesus begins to lead him out. This is the picture of how the grace of God is over our lives. That we don't know him, and we can't see him, and I don't believe in him, but Jesus still has a hold of you. Now, oftentimes we think, when I get saved, I grab a hold of Jesus. No, because he he's already has a hold over your life. And you can say, I don't believe that. Well, you know how many people I've encountered in my life, even in my own personal walk with Jesus, when I'm about to be into danger, and I don't believe in God, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he loves me. You know how many times he still has me by the hand, and he's protected me? Do you know how many times that I've walked into an area or an issue or a situation and I've felt the hand of God say, let's not go over here. Why do you know that? Because you may be in a, in a, in a different lifestyle and you should be dead by now, but God has a hold of you. He's got, he's got a purpose for your life. Isn't that good? That's good, huh? Yeah? And he's got a purpose for your life. He has a hold of you. Listen to me real quick. This is how we are at Avenue Church. We love to see the... Notice I'm not grabbing your hand, hand all, right, all right? This is the manly way. What's up? Hold my wife's purse, right? <laughs> all right. And so, this is how we are at Avenue Church. The healing will be so great. It will be so powerful. But what Jesus did at first was the first touch didn't heal him. The first touch was for relationship. The first touch says, I'm going to lead you down a path, and I'm going to get you ready for your miracle. I'm going to get you ready for your healing. How are you doing? You doing good? You look a little nervous? Thank you, Dan. Will you give it up for Daniel? Thank you, bud. That sometimes you just got to have blind faith when it comes to walking with Jesus. Sometimes when God says, oh, you're going to plant a church, I said, what is that? whoa, what, what does that look like? How do I go there? What's my next step? My wife is even a little bit more. She's like, what's well, A, B, and C, and D? I'm like, God said it. Let's just do it, babe. Paycheck to paycheck, it doesn't matter this. In, in a marriage relationship, it doesn't matter if we're living paycheck to paycheck. It doesn't matter if we're broke. It doesn't matter where we're living as long as we have each other. As long as we have each other. It does help though. Come on, somebody, all right? <laughs> and when he spit on his eye, on his eyes, and he laid hands on him, he asked him, "Do you see anything?" He looked up and said, "I see people, but they look like trees walking." So Jesus leads him out, spits haxaluki in his eyes, lays hands on it, and says, "Do you see anything?" And the blind man says, "I." I see people, but they look like trees. They're blurry. I thought this was interesting, that Jesus took a blind man, and he didn't heal him, but he placed him in a state where things are a little blurry. Where things are a little blurry. I began to ask God, what does this state mean? What does this mean when we go from, you know what, I'm blind and, and I need that help. But I'm going from blind into I'm not totally there yet. That in the blurry state, I've noticed that you don't necessarily need people's help to get around, but you still can't see clearly. That you're in a good place where I don't need need any resources or help, but I'm still not quite healed. I'm still not quite whole yet. That many of us find ourselves in this area that we can see just enough where we can get by. We can see just enough in our relationship with Jesus. You know what? I'm good in the blurry state. I'm good right where I'm at. And here at Avenue Church, it's, it's, it's a place where you can come as you are, but it's not okay to continually be not okay. Then we want you to grow in your relationship. We want to take you from blind to blurry to clarity. It doesn't matter. It says, oh, look, these are the blind people over here. What matters is, what's your next step? What's your next area in life? Now I began to ask God, and I said, God, how can I correlate this scripture together? And he brought my attention to Matthew chapter 4. When the disciples were with Jesus, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Let's go in the boat. And after that other situation, they said, I ain't going back in a boat with Jesus. But they got in the boat. But Jesus wasn't in the boat with them. And so here's the disciples. They're going across this lake. And all of a sudden, they, they, there's a man off in the distance. And it said, Jesus was walking on the water. But the scripture says, the disciples said, it's a ghost. I can't see him clearly. It's a, it's a ghost. And when Jesus spoke, they recognized his voice. and said, that's Jesus. But the rest of the 11 didn't say anything. But here's Peter. And Peter said, Jesus, if it is you, call me out onto the water. Then here's Peter. He, he's going from blind to blurry, and he's getting to clarity. He's getting to see clearly. But he said, Jesus, if it is you call me out you know, I love, Jesus did say don't you believe where's your faith, Jesus said come come it's okay to ask that question here at Avenue Church, it's okay to say Jesus if it is you will you do a miracle in my life if it is you will you reveal yourself to me and the Bible says Peter got out of the boat and he began to walk on the water He began to walk on the water. I don't have that kind of resume, all right, but he began to walk on the water. But then the Bible says that Peter was looking at Jesus and he was walking on the water. But as he began to look at the waves in the water, he began to be filled of fear and filled of doubt that he began to sink. And when he began to sink, Jesus grabbed a hold of him. Jesus grabbed him by the hand and pulled him out and said, Oh, ye of little faith, you can walk on that. You can do greater things that I have done in my life. But listen to this. I want you to catch this. Jesus once told Peter. I'm going to teach you for a minute. Jesus once told Peter. He said, Peter, you're my rock. And upon this church, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So he calls him a rock. But then later on, Jesus is talking about, I have to go to the cross. I have to die for that, for that salvation of many. And Peter says, no, I'm not going to let them do that to you. I'm not going to let them bruise you and put you on a cross. And Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. Catch this. The rock and the devil was in the same person. That the same person walked on water, but began to sink. That you could be so right in one area, but you could be so wrong in another area. That you could be so right in one area in your life, but you could be so wrong in another area. What does that mean? That means, yes, we are God's workmanship, but I'm not. Yes, Jesus died and he forgives sins, but he won't forgive my sins. Yes, we're all children of God. Yes, we've all been bought with a price, but not for me. We can be so right in one area, but so wrong in another area. You see the iPhone, it's got this um, portrait mode. So if you have the new iPhone, you get uh, Android people, we love you, all right? If you got the iPhone, you get swap over. I've been getting, like, a lot of Android hate mail. It's cool, all right? We could dwell together in unity. I just get there faster, (laughs) ha-ha, you know? Take that photo and I'm gone, all right? (laughs) But on the iPhone, you can do portrait mode, and what it does is it grabs the subject and makes everything else blurry. So on a DSLR camera, if I have that camera, the lens will begin to focus on, on the subject, all right? And then behind it, you can make it blurry, all right? It's that portrait mode on that iPhone. See, whatever you focus on, everything else becomes blurry. Whatever you focus on, everything else becomes blurry. So Peter was focusing on Jesus, the storm became blurry. But when he began to look at the storm, Jesus became blurry. Then when you take your eyes off of Jesus, he becomes a blurred state in your life. Then when you take your eyes off him, you begin to miss out on the goodness. You begin to miss out on his plan and his purpose for your life. First Corinthians chapter 13, Uh, Verse 12, we don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We will see it all then. See it as clearly as God sees us. See it clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us you know how amazing it is to see you the way God sees you? Not the way culture sees you, not the way an individual sees you, but the way God sees you. When we go from that blind state to the blurry state into a state of clarity, it's amazing. It's powerful. Then when we talk about a clear state, that Jesus laid hands on him a second time, See, I'm going to encourage you, don't give up that first time. Don't give up and say it didn't happen, it didn't occur. But he laid hands on him a second time, and he saw everything clearly. That when Jesus touches you, you begin to see clearly. Psalms 19.8, the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for the living. Now, I want you to picture yourself the way God sees you that you're God's masterpiece, that you've been called by God. He calls you by name. Before He formed you in your mother's womb, the Bible said He knew you. Now, I want you to picture yourself living in purpose and on purpose, for a purpose. I want you to picture a life of love and joy and peace. I'm not saying everything gets easier. But I'm saying it's better knowing you have clear vision. I had someone who encountered avenue. And before this individual he encountered Avenue, he became my friend first. And I love that as a as a pastor. And so this my my new friend, as we begin to take the trek across town and moved over to our new area, begin to develop a, uh, a friendship with this guy, and just in this relationship, every time an intrasocial will come up, something will occur, he'd be busy, things like that. But I said, man, you got you to gotta join Avenue Church. You got to be a part of the team. And so one night, he went to a team night in our home. How many know off? <laughs> we let friends skip the intrasocial, all right? You're already interested. So we brought him to the team night. He didn't know a lot of people, at the team night, he brought his wife and they attended. We cast a vision. We get to talk about what we're going to do. And At the end of that night, I got to tell you, every time the A-team gets together, we have a blast. All right, It's, like, it's crazy. It's fun. And he went home that night and he texted me that evening. And just knowing his story, that someday you'll begin to hear it. But he texted me saying, I now have purpose. I now have purpose. Many of us, we can be blind to many things in our lives. Many of us, we can be a little bit blurry in many, many areas. We can be so right about something, but so wrong about something else. That my prayer for you today is to begin to see clearly what God has for your life. Begin to see clearly that He's not a God who's mad at you. He's a God who's mad about you. He wants to heal you he wants to touch you. He wants to set you free. He wants a relationship with you. You see, I'm not after the gifts of God. I'm after God. But I'm hard of hearing, and someday he'll heal me. Someday when he is most glorified, I can take this hearing aid, that I want to break it. But I'll probably give it away and donate it. But none of that matters because I have a relationship with him that I can see clearly And every day, every day, through the gospel challenge, through prayer, by Bible reading, by serving with a team, by being in a group, that helps me put on the contact lenses, that helps me to see clearly again. Because if I go without, I find myself going the other way. Without treatment, I begin to see myself going from clear to blurry, back into blindness. And here's how I'm going to close. I read through this story, read through it. And I love the stories where Jesus heals. There's a story in the Bible of blind Bartimaeus. He's on the side of the road. And he hears that Jesus is walking by. They say, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. And blind Bartimaeus, he's my kind of guy. He's like a Peter, but hes I mean, here's Jesus coming, and he's like, is Jesus there? And he's like, yeah, Jesus over there. And this is what the blind guy does. He doesn't go, Jesus, will you heal me? You know, hey, Jesus. But the Bible says he shouted. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they said, no, 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 shut up. It's Jesus. We don't do it that way. And he said, no, 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 no. Sometimes when you're in a state, desperation. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. The best kind of worshipers are the ones that don't care what anyone else thinks. Because they're yelling and they're saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, if I was that blind guy, I'd probably start throwing punches, all right? Shut up, blind guy. You can see. Come here. I will. But here's this blind man the story that we're telling today. I read through this and I said, did he want to be healed? Did he want to be healed? But the Bible says that his small group, the men and women he had around him, begged Jesus to heal him. Begged Jesus to heal their friend that the blind man was healed not because of his faith but because of truth. And Jesus said, can you see? And he says, no, I, I see kind of blurry. The blind man was healed because someone was standing in the gap. He said, I'm going to grab you from your blind state because I know someone who can heal you. I know someone can touch you. And I know someone. See, this is what Avenue's about. We're simply bringing people to Jesus. I was blind, but now I see. We're not Jesus, but he's going to make a way for people to know him and to experience new life. I love that. That is why you need to jump into a group. And you need to jump into a group Fast. Because there many days when I'm not strong. There's many days when I'll slip into a blurry or a blind state. But I got people around me that are grabbing me and say, I'm going to take you to Jesus. You ain't acting right right now, Jeremy. But I'm going to grab you and Jesus is going to get a hold of you. That's why there's power in a group. There's power in a in a group will you stand with me please I just love that but man I want to pray over you today I'm about to ask you a question this isn't the question say you're going to join this church and you got to come every you know we got you but this is the question I'm going to ask you but simply I want to lead you to Jesus, lead you to a place of healing. That the greatest healing, the greatest miracle is salvation. That when God takes us spiritually blind, and He gives us some clarity today. Even if your next step is we're going from blind to blurring, we can work with that. We could do some work with that. We could, we could take you by the hand and say, let's go. And let's navigate this thing through the gospel challenge through grow track through groups which you can sign up at the Grill and Chill. But I got to ask you a question today. That if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've never believed that he could be Lord of your life. I want to encourage you today. Let's go from blind and let's go into that next step in your miracle in your healing. I'm not expecting Jesus, son of David. I'm not expecting that today. But I'm expecting Jesus to take you out. Say, let's begin a relationship together. Let's begin a journey together as a church. We bow our heads, close your eyes, simply just for privacy. I just want you to give yourself just a moment, just a moment, Will you allow Jesus to, to grab your hand, to grab a hold of you this morning? Allow Jesus to remind you of all the ways he's protected you, of all the ways he's stood in the gap for you. But last week we talked about this, but Jesus died on a cross for you. And he rose again three days later and that resurrection power is available to us. I'm going to ask you, will you accept him today? With every head bowed every eye closed, I want you to just raise a hand to say, I need to accept Jesus into my life. And keep that hand up just for a moment. I need to accept Jesus into my life. I'm tired of being blind. I'm tired of seeing things blur. I want to see things clearly in Jesus' name. Put your hand down. That's awesome. Can we clap real quick? That was a lot of hands. That was amazing. (laughs) But here's what I want to do today. We're we're, we're about to party at the park, all right? It's going to get crazy. But prayer team, I want to ask you to step up to the sides. We're going to do this one more song. A host is going to dismiss our service today. I want to pray this prayer together with you. And that's going to be your first step. For many, it's going to be growth track. For many, it's going to be serving in any capacity. You guys, I saw my friend in the hospital, in ICU, and he, he's going to be so bad. I'm like airing his laundry today, all right? He's at ICU, faced death, and said, when I get better, I'm going to join the a I'm going, let's just get better, you know? But what's your next step? So we're gonna pray this prayer together. But also, perhaps somebody brought you today. Will you allow them to speak into your life after I pray? And to say, don't say like you're blind, you're messed up, don't do that. But will you allow someone to say, let's go get some prayer? Let's go get prayer the thing we've been believing for. Let's go to a prayer team during this song. Let's do this together. Let's do life together. It's a lot more fun when you can see clearly. With every head body, every eye closed, we pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm so grateful for all the hands that went up today. Father, I'm so grateful that you used a blind man to tell a greater story. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, That whatever area we are in our lives, whether we're blind or we're blurred, or we even have clarity, that Father, I pray in Jesus' name that the hands that went up today, that we begin to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord of our life, that we begin to ask for forgiveness of our sins, that the Bible says when we confess our sins to one another, Jesus is faithful and just and will forgive us. That God, I'm grateful for the next step. That Father, I'm grateful for the hands that went up today, that, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that I beg you to heal us. I beg you to touch us. I beg you to get a hold of us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody, shout it. Amen. Give them a praise real quick. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to know more details, you can visit our website at avenuechurch.cc or follow us on social media at Church. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.